Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The Iron Brew Podcast is sponsored by Henley Granite and Marble. Henley Granite and Marble offer very competitive pricing on a huge range of worktops. We pride ourselves on our fantastic customer service and three working day lead time from template to installation on standard kitchen worktops. For more information, visit henleygraniteandmarble.co.uk, quote Iron Brew for 10% off your quotation. Small enough to care, big enough to cope. Welcome to the Iron Brew podcast, Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard and Matt Ellis. Now, obviously, we're going to chat about Grimsby. We'll get there pretty soon, but just one bit of thing to chat about first. Uh, and that's, of course, I'm sure you've all heard it by now, but we did do the interview with the chairman, Peter Swan, earlier in the week. Uh, you know, it was quite interesting, obviously, really good of him to come back on and give up quite a lot of time. Actually, it ended up being about two hours, didn't it? So, you know, it was it was good of him to come and do that. I think a couple of interesting things he said in there as well, which obviously just go listen to. But yeah, what what did you make of it? First of all, I just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in because we've had over a thousand people on the live stream. And we had hundreds of comments sent in prior to the event. We had comments on the evening coming through on all the live channels, um, you know, and thousands of people tuned in afterwards on catch up and, and on all our various platforms. Um, so, you know, the, the engagement's been brilliant. And I think, um, you know, it makes it all worthwhile for us when we see that many people tuning in. And we just hope everyone enjoyed the content. Um, you know, I think we've had some really positive feedback on the back of it. And, and we've also had some some negative, but, you know, we'll, we'll take that and we take it all on board. And, and we do go through all the comments sort of after we do these things. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll learn from that. And hopefully next time, um, you know, the, the people that had a few criticisms will um, will enjoy the next one we do. Um, you know, we, I think it's important to remember we're not professionals by any stretch and, you know, we're just three lads who, who love the club and, and we're trying to produce the best content we can. Um, but yeah, I think on the most part it was it was well received and, uh, you know, I think we had a lot of questions sent in uh, prior to the event and there were a lot of tough ones in there and I think rightly so. I think, you know, there's, there's some aspects um, of the club where, you know, there's been improvement required and uh, you know I think I think the questions were fair and you know I hope we did them justice um, but yeah in terms of talking points I think there were a couple really in there I think um, the one the fans wanted to hear more about than than most was probably the appointment of Will Swan um, you know I think it was it was good for the chairman to clarify that and clarify why he'd been given the role um, you know I think there were questions over whether he was experienced enough for it, because, you know, it is a pretty key role. And I think Neil Cox did suggest, um, you know, he'd be kind of um, looking at all aspects, not just the first team, but the first team right through to to the youth setup. Um, so, you know, it is a big role. Uh, but I think, you know, at the time when he came in, we did say we've got to give him, give him a chance. We've got to give him opportunity. Uh, and you look at the January sign-ins in uh, Carajan and, uh, Taft and and those are two really good signings that have improved the side. So, you know, if Will's put those deals together and it orchestrated those signings, then you've got to say fair play to him and and congratulate him for those because they've really improved the squad. Um, you know, we don't know how much involvement he had in the the transfers in the summer. We know he's been involved. Um, you know, in previous years through the agency he was at bringing players from that agency to the club. Um, so, you know, there is a chance that he may have been involved in some of those signings in the summer. Uh, but I think what we can do um, and what the only thing we can do is judge him on sort of the signings that come in. Now he's been confirmed as as head scout. Uh, and as I say, I think they've been good. So I think credit's due there. I think another interesting thing, obviously, we knew it was happening because obviously the groups have said things in the in the past couple of weeks. But, you know, there's going to be a meeting. I think it's I think it's tomorrow, actually, is recording this uh, between various groups and, and the board. So it's good that things like that are starting up again as well. Yeah, definitely. I think it's something that's been lacking over the past few years, obviously. Um, 
there's there's no AGM anymore, so shareholders can't have their say. So I think it's it's kind of a, a middle ground, really. Uh, I know, obviously, you know, the chairman comes on and, and speaks to us quite regularly, and, and Humberside as well, and he obviously does field questions, um, you know, and, and we do throw quite a lot at him. But I think in terms of sort of meeting the fans groups, I think he he's not really met the iron trust um, over the last couple of years. So I think it's a big step forward. It's just interesting. I don't know why um, the sudden change, uh, but I think maybe because of COVID and, and things like this, it does show, you know, that fans are, are basically, you know, they're everything, aren't they? With a, a football club like ours. Um, and I think hopefully it'll just open that, that kind of dialogue on a more regular basis um, you know, just so there's a bit more transparency, I think, there if, if um, certain fans groups are, are able to speak to the board and, and kind of can see the plans for the club. So I think it's it's definitely a positive, positive step. Um, and we'll see what comes out of it. I don't know if they're going to post sort of minutes for everyone to see or whether the kind of the fans groups will, will feed back. Yeah, we'll see. Who knows? But I think overall it's, it's a positive step and um, fingers crossed they happen more regularly. Right, let, let's get to it then, shall we? Obviously, after Barrow last week, after the results we've had recently, after the Grimm's performance in March, and also the one you know a month ago, just before Christmas, uh, it was a big week, and you know we needed a response, and we were saying it's you know one of the biggest games we've had in years, and you know what? Well, we got it, didn't we? I mean, start to finish, it was it was excellent. I mean, the t- the lineup, the tactics, you know how we approach the game, the players' attitudes, you know multiple goals and we'll chat about them all uh, but you know it was it was nice to see wasn't it easily our best home performance of the season and probably one of our better ones overall as well so you know what you know where, where do you even start what do you want to begin with well um <clears throat> where the fuck has this team been all season that's what I want to know um and <laughs> you know why why are we only now seeing this kind of you know, a team that seems to be competent going forward. I mean, Grimsby didn't really offer much in terms of attack. They, you know, I think they maybe only had one or two kind of half chances <clears throat> yesterday. But we showed that we can go forward and we can create multiple opportunities in in the same game. We probably should have scored, um, you know, five or six, as as Cox said in his um, in his post match interview. Um, you know, we should have had a penalty as well. I think Isa probably should have had his hat trick. In all honesty, um, so what have, what have these players been doing for most of the season? I realise we've had injuries and 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 some some tactical kind of disasters, but I think that you know they've been stealing a living up to this point, haven't they? Really, so that's that's one of the things that annoys me. I think. Well, um, beyond but... beyond Carajan and Taft and potentially Howard, although he's played nearly twenty games now. I mean, you're right. We have had these players, and a lot of them have been within the team, haven't they, from the most of the season now? Exactly. So what what on earth has happened? But having said that, that you know that probably does come across too negative because yesterday it was probably our best performance of the season in, in more ways than one. Um, and it was a, a complete, you know, contrast to, to how we played against Grimsby, uh, um, you know, before Christmas, because obviously that was probably the worst performance of the season. One of them anyway. I mean, I've not seen them all, um, but it was absolutely garbage, but, you know, complete contrast to yesterday, you know, really good attacking performance. We had a few injuries, you know, I think we obviously played players out of position a little bit, but we kind of stuck to 4-4-2. And I think that, you know, the, the players, you know, 100% effort, um, Cox had clearly got them fired up. Um, and it was it was a, a complete performance, if you like, because we defended well, you know, albeit the fact that Grimsby didn't really threaten that much, but that was more because we, you know, we were we were very forward thinking. You know, when we went forward, we went forward well. We kept them on the back foot. You know, the the press was high. The commitment was one hundred percent, and and we pre- played really well. We got a, a terrific goal from Issa, um, and his second was really good. It, it wasn't offside, by the way, um, but that's a, a nice bit of work from from Loft there who had another good game. I thought he was supposed to be injured, but obviously not because he ran himself into the ground. And even as he came off, he was still running around like a madman. So the you know, he never stopped, did he, from uh, from Loft. So he was one of the best players on the pitch. He, he got a you know a scrappy goal, but he puts himself about. He puts himself in those kind of positions, so he's gonna get them um, like that. And I think he, he did really, really well. He was a player who's being criticised, but I think that he 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 gave everything um, on Saturday. So um, you know, we can be quite happy with that. And he, he worked well with Issa at the top of the pitch and, and things like that. And it just seemed to work. And there were so many really good performances. Obviously, Karakan was excellent again. You know, Taft was. Really 
really, really solid. He looks really good alongside Onorise, who is superb again. You know, a, a couple of really, really good tackles, and he, he looks like our best sign of the season. I could, you know, as far as we can see so far. It was a really good performance from pretty much everybody on the pitch, and it's not something we, we can say, is it? We had a fantastic first half. That's not something we've been able to say for Christ knows how long. And everything was right. You know, the tactics were right. The players got it right. We just got it right, and it, it doesn't happen often enough, and it should be doing because we can see now that these players are, are capable um, of, of giving these kind of performances, despite the fact that Grimsby were absolutely arse. But, you know, that doesn't really matter. You've got to be who's put in front of you. So, you know, it was a fantastic day, really. And, um, you know, I, I enjoyed some uh, bad fish and chips afterwards, you know, as, as as Kev did as well. I know he didn't eat it, but that's not the point. Um, the shithousery was uh, 100%. So it was, it was a really good day. So, you know, um, congratulations to everybody around the club. Yeah, I think it was it was just what we've been asking for, really. I think it was just, as you say there, 100% commitment. I think we were kind of first to every ball. I think the, the two in midfield, Karajan and, and um, Beastin, were fantastic, especially kind of first half. I don't think they gave him any time to kind of uh, put any passes together, really. They were just closing everyone down really quickly, and it, it just kind of set the tone for the game. And to be honest, although you know there wasn't much quality on show, I know obviously he's a free kick, brilliant and, and maybe at East's second goal it was it was a nice move and a nice ball through from loft I don't think there was particularly you know it, it wasn't a fantastic performance in terms of quality but I, I would say the effort um and you know we wanted to win more than Grimsby and I think that's that's the key thing um and I think that they've kind of set the bar now um in terms of you know we want to see that effort every week we want to see players you know backing each other up and, and throwing themselves into tackles and you know that that's kind of the benchmark now we just we need to kind of kick on um because yes it was a great win you know it, it's nice to get one over on Grimsby but if we don't kick on this week we've got two obviously two big games um then it's it's meaningless really and I think that's that's the challenge and they've obviously got themselves up for this one I think a lot was said before the game uh, and kind of comparing it to the Grimsby uh, away game where Cox kind of didn't really get into them during the week. I think it was maybe just seen as another game, really. And I don't think the players really understood the importance of it, um, given, you know, that not a lot of homegrown, well, no homegrown players, I don't think, um, you know, in, in that squad. So I think it, it, you, you've got to get into some of these players and, and let them know how important it is. I mean, it, it's a massive game for the fans. And although the fans aren't there, and they want to see see a good performance and a, and more than anything, just a little bit of fight. And I think, you know, credit to Cox, credit to the players, Peter Swan, you know, he was on the training ground apparently as well, speaking to the players according to Cox. And, um, you know, it worked. Um, they were all up for it. They all had the right mindset and, and we go out and we wanted to win the game and, and we come away with a good 3-0 win. Uh, but yeah, the challenge is how we replicate that moving forward and can the players get you know, up for the game on Port, uh, on Tuesday against Port Vale, um, and and can we do the same again? Because that's what we're going to need. You know, it, we're still a long way away from that fifty point target. Um, maybe eight wins, if if you like. If we don't really draw, do we? I think it's it's kind of all or nothing. And um, you know, eight more wins is going to take take a, a lot of effort, and, and it is still a big ask. But I think that was definitely a step forward in the right direction. And. Um, you know, everyone can be can be pleased with that. Yesterday, I think it, it was a massive step forward and um, a lot better than what we've been seeing recently. Well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, if you think back to that little spell that we had before Christmas, uh, I mean, a bit before Christmas, wasn't it? When we beat Oldham and then a few others, and I think we won about three in that spell, didn't we? And we were saying on here that you know it was turning around, it looked all right, and that you know this that was probably it. We'd turned a corner, but then of course we went on and then we lost like you know five or six games, and we found ourselves sort of back in the mess really. And and I think I think you're right, you know. As everything you've just said, it's great that we beat Grimsby and the performance was good yesterday. And obviously we're not detracting from that in any way. We will go on to the game in a bit more detail in a minute. You know, we're all incredibly pleased with how it went. But then if, you know, if we if we now lose the next couple, it doesn't really matter, does it? Because we'll still be in the, in the mess again. But I think, yeah, if you can if you can keep this energy level, I think a lot of fans will be pleased with that going forward. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Brad. I think, I think that's it. I think that's that's what we need. You know they need to keep it up. The intensity needs to be there. The quality needs needs to be there. And, and we we want to go forward really, and, and that's what we want. And, and it's it's sort of almost taken 
<clears throat> this long up to this point of the season to kind of see the football that, that Cox promised when he came in. He said he wanted to play attacking, forward-thinking, exciting football. I think they were pretty much his words. I might paraphrase a little bit um, when he came, came into the club, which is what everybody wants to hear from the new manager, you know, absolutely without a doubt but we've not seen it it's, it's it's been you know by and large garbage and we've we've we have had a few games where we've played well we've scored some good goals um and we've had some good wins but not really <clears throat> in, in enough quantity um but i think that it, again it shows today despite the fact that we we still have a few injuries um uh, but we we have you know if we go with a four four two formation if if we look to go forward we, we look to play the ball which we did I thought we played the ball on the floor we, we played some really nice football um, you know we mixed up when we needed to with with loft up there I thought it worked really well I think that's what we're going to have to do going forward it's, it's not an issue at all um, but if we see more of that then I think the fans are going to be happy I think if the commitment stays the same if if the urgency if, if the tempo and if the attacking intent stays the same for the rest of the season I think we will absolutely. We will be absolutely fine. But again, you know, there is no guarantee that that is going to continue. And it's important that that, that Cox says, look, look, we could look what we've done against Grimsby. It was a big game. You know, the stakes were really high, and, and we've done exactly what we wanted to do. We, we've pulled it off. We've played well. We've got a fantastic result. You know, why can't we do this? You know, more regularly. I'm, I'm not asking for it every single week, but at least if we win more games than we lose, we'll stay in the league um, because that's what it's about now. It's about survival, and I think that. You know, we have to be confident that we can do it. Otherwise, we can get pulled into it again. But, you know, that's what I want to see. You want to see it against, against Port Vale on Tuesday. As Matt said, it, it it means nothing if we don't continue in the same vein. And I agree. And I think that that's what we need to see now from the players. We know they can do it. They've shown they can do it. So why the hell can't they do it more consistently? I think with the, um, you mentioned there, 4 4 and I think the main thing, you look at kind of the games we've won this season and, and we have played that formation or we've at least got, given Loft some support. And and I think yesterday was a key example of that. I think Green got forward, um, had, a, had a decent game, I thought. I thought he used his pace quite well and, and created a couple of opportunities. And obviously Issa was, was up there as well and helped him out. And I think that's that's what we've got to do. I think, um, you know, you touched on Loft getting some criticism and I think at times he has he has been poor. I think he, he does need to kind of work on parts of his game and, and improve. But I think he kind of, he was... As you say, he did run himself into the ground yesterday. I think he got a bit of support around him, which, which helps. And I think if you listen to him after the game as well, I think he's probably been frustrated, uh, you know, just as we have watching the games. And, that you know, he's not getting that support. He's not quite getting any help. And, and at times, you know, when he does get it, he's flicking it and, and there's no one there. And I think yesterday, because of kind of the formation we played, um, you know, he, he did have that help. And I think it, it shows, you know, we, when we do play kind of, and positive football, attacking football, and, and kind of get players up the pitch and get some of our attacking players on the pitch. Um, you know, we we can we can do quite well. And um, you know, it, it was just hopefully now Cox. You know, I think he's had enough opportunities this season to see it when when he has played that way. We've done okay. We, we've done well, and that's where we've got the majority of our points. Um, so you know, hopefully he sticks with it. Hopefully, um, you know, he's got two big games this week where. You win those two, and and things are looking a lot better, and and we're looking in a lot healthier position. So um, yeah, I think fair play to him for this weekend. I think he got it right. I think um, he managed the game quite well. You know, as, as we were going through the game, I think he made the right subs at the right time with with kind of the two games in mind. And I think actually, you look back at some of the games um, where we've we've actually gone ahead. I think he has done that quite well. I think we've mentioned a couple of times this season he's, he's managed games well. He's looked after players when he can. Um, obviously, Clark being one, and, and um, you know Carajan as well at the at the weekend. Um, so yeah, I think he does. He is able to manage the game quite well when we get in the lead. But it's it's been kind of few and far between when when we've been able to do that. And I think when we're chasing a game or when we're trying to nick an equaliser, we found it tough. And, and maybe that's where he's not quite got it right when when we're trying to chase and we're trying to kind of. Um, you know, get back into the game. But I think in terms of managing it, I think he did, did that well at the weekend. I think the, the team did that well, kind of restricted Grimsby to very little opportunity. And yes, you know, they are a poor side and I think they are in big trouble. But so are we really. We, we're still not out of it. And I think the sooner we kind of realise attacking football and, and playing to our strengths and playing to our, you know, Issa, you know, key man, get him on the pitch and, and he's going to score your goals as he did yesterday. Um 
yeah, let, let's 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 see where we go. But I think we've just got to take it forward. We've got to kind of use this as as a bit of a blueprint, really, for um, the remaining games. We've still got sort of half a season to go, and you know, who knows who knows what can happen. But um, you know, I think it was as I say, it was a big step forward, and it was it was pleasing to see. Just a quick one, actually, though, quite interesting regarding Loft. I think that yes, he, he did have a good game, and I think that he has come in from some criticisms, and he he, he has had some bad games this season. Um, I personally, I, I really like him actually, but I think it's quite interesting because um, when when Loft plays well, we play well. But <clears throat> you've got to look at you know how isolated he gets um, sometimes when we set up to, to defend because he, he's he's normally up front in his own um, and he's got no one near him and he's feeding off scraps and he, he doesn't really stand a chance of having a good game he can still you know the work rate can still be there and everything but if there's no delivery to him there's nobody near him that he can play off of or players can play off on him but at the end of the day he's a target man that's what he needs he needs to be close to players for his game to work and, and for our game to work really and I think that when the attack and intent is there and when the instruction to attack is there. We're further up the pitch. More players are in the final third of, of the opposition's half. They're all going to be closer to Loft, which means that Loft has better opportunity to, to bring them into the game and he gets more support. And I think we saw that, you know, we saw that massively yesterday, even though Issa's not a strike, he played forward, but it, it, it really worked. Obviously, we saw Issa's second goal. Loft did really well there. He knew where he was. He brought him in, but they were playing very, very close to each other. Whereas when we're not playing very well and, and in, in this season, when we've been shite and Loft's been isolated, that's when we've never looked like scoring. We've never looked like doing anything. And, and he's, on the back of that had a bad game, but he's going to, isn't he? Because he's not going to have any support. Um, so, you know, the, the more kind of games we can have where players are closer to him, um, we're playing more forward thinking football, the better he's going to do, but the, at the same time, the better the team is going to do. And I think that it kind of shows how important he actually is. But, the, you know, despite the fact that we can play nice passing football, we need that direct option and we need that target man, especially in this league, to bring other players in and and it, and it works. And, and and when we you know when we play well, he plays well, as I said. So we need to just do more of that. And he needs to be less isolated as he was yesterday. And if we can play like that with Loft in mind moving forward, you know, assuming he's fit, as far as we can see, he was yesterday. Then we we, we you know we should fare better really and get more you know positive results. Yeah, I think I saw a stat, and I think we'll maybe ask Andy if he can have a look at this. But um, quite interesting that of the eight wins and the two draws. So basically. Um, no, of all those, nine of those um, came when we were playing a four-four-two, or, or you know, someone in that second striker role. So, if you look at that, I think just one game this season we've actually picked up any points when we've played a different formation. Uh, again, we, we probably do need to check that, but it, 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 I think it rings true. Actually, I think it's um, that's probably you know, I think it, it's probably fairly accurate. So we'll, we'll, we'll check on that. But I think that's you know that that kind of speaks volumes really. I think we've we've been crying out for it. As you say, Matt, you know, Loft when when Loft plays well, we play well. And he's maybe been getting a bit of stick that, that's unwarranted because, you know, we are just not helping him and we're not giving him the support. So um, you know, I think that, that kind of spells it out really for me. I think um we've got to we've got to give him some help. We've got to get another striker up there. And obviously you'd hope that striker in the next couple of weeks, he's going to be Kev. I think they work quite well at Oldham when they were given that opportunity. Um, and, yeah, that could be an interesting partnership if we, if we could get those on the pitch. Um, and everything starts to look a little bit more promising. But again, yeah, as we've said, you know, we do need to build on it. We do need to kind of show that it isn't a flash in the pan, really, because, um, you know, that would be, that'd be the worst thing if we were going to these two games and don't really pick up any points. Uh, on the back of that, I think confidence is going to be high. Um, so, you know, we've got to build on it and hopefully we can. I think in the meantime, before Kev comes back, you know, we mentioned Issa playing a little bit higher up and, you know, playing nearer to Loft. Not just only did it improve Loft, it improved Issa as well, really, didn't it? I'd say that's his best game so far this season. I know he's not been, you know, as good as he normally is or as good as he was last season so far, but it seemed to suit him a little bit higher up as well. And, you know, with Green, obviously, as we've already mentioned, you know, he had a good game. There's there's more than enough like depth in the team to be able to play Issa a little bit higher up. Um, shall we, let's look at the goals then, shall we? Because obviously he scores first, doesn't he? And it's, it's from his move. He you know, gets brought down just outside the box um, before we have the free kick. Do you think foul or not? <laughs> um, probably a little bit harsh. I think I think the ref actually got quite a few decisions wrong for the, the whole game, really. Both sides, I think he was giving some quite soft free kicks Um all game and I think that was another one of them obviously we're not going to be complaining uh, it was obviously in a good area I think you know he's just 
pushed it past him and, and gone down. Um, yeah, I think they'll be disappointed with it. I think they were. You know, the commentary, Garen commentary was a little bit disappointed. But um, as I say, the ref got those wrong sort of all day for both sides. And um, thankfully, obviously, given us the free kick and, and we kind of capitalised. And uh, I think with, with the free kick, you know, it was interesting that, that Issa took it. I think there's obviously O'Malley standing over it as well. But, um, you know, I think overall, uh, not just this free kick, and obviously this is this is a shot at goal, but I think in terms of set pieces, uh, you know, free kicks, corners, I think the delivery was a lot better yesterday. And I think we've been kind of crying out for, for um, you know, some better delivery. Obviously, O'Malley's not been in the side, but Gilead was taking quite a few of them yesterday as well. And I think that it was just a massive improvement. And it does help, you know, when when um, you know, you, you've got that quality from delivery and I think we see with the second goal, you know, it's, it's a decent ball in as well. So um yeah, it was it was a bit harsh, I think, um, but but we'll take it. And it was obviously a fantastic strike and you know the, the keeper's never gonna save that, is he? I think it's no. Uh, no keeper in the world's gonna save that. Um yeah, just just fantastic. And that's what you want to see because I think we rarely I mean I you kind of think back over the past few years, we, we rarely score from that kind of range, do we mm. with three kicks and you know, I think Kev's had a couple where he maybe hit the bar and um, you know maybe scored the odd one, but um, it was just nice to see someone hit one uh, with a lot of pace and you know get get it down and, and over the wall and, and into the corner. You know the keeper's never going to save it, and it, it was just great to see. And um, yeah, I think that'll give him a bit of confidence as well. Obviously, um, as you say, I think it was it was a decent performance from him, um, and I think he probably likes that that role. You know where, where he's playing just off loft I think um, you know he can still kind of get in behind um, and, and use his pace but I think you know I think he probably does enjoy that and you know he's got two goals um, so it caps a decent display he'll definitely be pleased with that well I think the thing is with, with this goal as well as I mentioned you know great strike great free kick as much as you know I, obviously I want to be back in in Lanford Park and you know watching the games in person I think we all do that was the first time really this season where I've been watching a game specifically at home and I thought no do you know what I really do wish I was there for that because I think it was such a great strike the fact that it was Grimsby as well I think if we'd have seen that in person that would have been I think you know a genuinely really impressive moment of the season I think it is already but if we'd have been there in person this was one of the times so far this season where I thought yeah no I, I wish I was in the ground for this one. Yeah, for all for all the games you wish you weren't in, Indeed. which is basically the rest of them. It's the only ones. I think you know you probably come off mm-hmm. you quite well, <laughs> and you know it, it was a great free kick, and it was quite interesting actually because it it it, it was sort of so close to the goal, wasn't it? And it wasn't far out, was it? What was it? Maybe twenty yards or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was basically edge of the box, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah, and, and he's managed to kind of get the dip and and everything. And it was. You know, usually Issa's uh, set pieces go into orbit, so I was actually. They were seriously surprised that he'd managed it when it hit the back of the net. But you know, also it was it was a fantastic goal. It really was. Um, you know, what was he been doing for the rest of the season? Because his free <laughs> kicks are normally garbage. That's that's my only thing. But you know, uh, you know, top quality, and, and it is it is good to have kind of players who can deliver a good ball in because. You know, without O'Malley, really, we, we don't have anybody who can, and he's got a fantastic left foot, despite the fact that he didn't take many free kicks yesterday, because, I, as we said, Gilead did, and they are kind of more floated in, but they, they seemed to work yesterday. We looked a, a bit more um, dangerous from, from set pieces, you know, for the first time in a while, because we haven't really been, and it's, if you don't really have a, <clears throat> a set piece taker, you, you're kind of wasting an opportunity every game. You're always going to get, you know, two or three free kicks in dangerous positions, um, you know, and if, you, you know, you've got a reliable set piece taker, there's a chance you might score there, but unfortunately, really, for most of the season, we haven't had that, um, or Issa really hasn't been delivering anything anywhere near good, good enough. So it's, it's good to see that you know, free kicks. You know, obviously, we had, we had two goals from set pieces yesterday, didn't we? So, example of that is it comes with the second goal, really, because for as scrappy as the actual goal was, you know, the delivery into the box from quite far out, it's you know, it's basically perfectly placed, isn't it? And you know, it's brought in. I think it is Gilead that, that puts that one in. And, you know, their defender makes a bit of a mess of it, sort of heads it down. And then a bit of a scramble, I think. I mean, Loft's been credited with it, hasn't he? Taps it in. I don't know whether the defender was the one to do it or not. But, you know, Loft's certainly claiming it. So, fair play. And and as we've already mentioned, you know, he had a great game yesterday. So, yeah, he deserves a finish. Yeah, it was uh, it was nice for him to get the goal. I don't know if, as you say, it may have been an own goal. But I think, um, yeah, he'll definitely be claiming it. And he definitely deserved it. But I think... Just before that, um, there was a, a real nice piece of play, you know, in the lead up to that free kick. And I think Carajan, it's just a nice ball. It's, 
it's it's a fairly simple pass to Green, but it, it's just really nicely weighted and it allowed Green to kind of turn and, and run with it. And I think we've maybe been missing that in midfield a little bit, a little bit of composure and a little bit of just know-how and, and where to put the ball, I think. Um, so, yeah, that that was great. And obviously Green used his pace, won the free kick. And, and as you say, it was into a, a fairly dangerous area from Gilead. And, and it was poor defending, wasn't it, from Grimsby. And I think it was probably a goal that we've, we've conceded ourselves numerous times this season, just kind of a complete mix up and um, the strikers just been able to kind of poke it in. But yeah, you know, we'll take it. It was scrappy, um, but I think it was a good time to score. I think it, it kind of just settled it down a little bit more. Um, and, you know, really um, just after that with, with Green, he, he used his pace again and he's got in, it could be three mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe it should have been. I think again, um, you know, as Matt said earlier on, there were we had a few more opportunities, and I think if it if it was five or six, could they have had any arguments? Probably not. Um, but yeah, it, it was just nice to see us scoring one of those scrappy goals for a change, rather than <laughs> you know, or, or any goal at all, or any goal at all. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then as you said at the start, there, Matt, you know, great to have a great first half performance, but rarely have we seen a game where we do it consistently in both halves, and I think. I think for once we did, didn't we? I mean, we did carry on. It, maybe it wasn't the same attacking threat as it was in the first half, but there were still odd moments. I mean, obviously, there's the goal from Easter, as we'll chat about in a minute. I think he had another one later on. We can chat about Gilead's run towards the end of the game as well. But it, it was nice just to see, you know, having that attacking threat throughout both halves and doing it for 90 minutes. Well, yeah, exactly. We, we were a threat throughout the game and it's the first time we've seen it in a long time. We usually get kind of spells and, and, and then, you know, no consistency. But yesterday, we you know, we were very consistent. I think that in the second half, Grimsby, they came out a bit, didn't they? They they tried to make a fist of it for the kind of 10 minutes. They looked a lot better. They couldn't have put us under a little bit of pressure. Obviously, Hurst had, had words at halftime and he, he wasn't happy. Um, <clears throat> but nothing, they, they never really created anything enough for, to kind of worry us. Um, but I think that, you know, throughout the second half, we were dangerous again as you said, you know, um, Issa kind of had that half chance on the volley and when he brought it down just outside the area, which which would have been a great goal, but he, he kind of just, you know, skied it, didn't he? But um, it's, it's just that kind of, that thing is just creating a half chance out of nothing. And then obviously had, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a one-on-one with, um, McEwen in you know t- towards the end of the game where he probably should have scored his hat trick, but he, he just didn't quite get enough lift on the ball, and it was a, you know a decent save. But I think that you know <clears throat> uh, we, we create, we, we continue to create, and um, we should have had a penalty as well. Of course, I'm not really sure how yeah. on earth Gilead got booked for that one. It was a bit of a weird one, but you know I thought the referee wasn't too bad. Um, apart from that, um, it wasn't too bad throughout the game. But we you know we, we consistently created things, and um, you know it's what you need to do. You need to make um, the opposition opposition defenders work, and it's something we don't do enough. It, whether that's with you know a good passage play or a free kick, which we obviously saw um, yesterday, um, you know, in, in kind of both both instances really. Because if if you if you're going to take your set pieces and they're just going to get skied, in, you know, or they're going to go out for a throw in, it's just just an absolute let off. You you need to make the, uh, their defenders work. You know, make, you kind of earn the wage if you like, and it's not something we've done enough this season. We've just made it too e- all too easy. But um, yesterday it was um, kind of for the full 90 minutes we we put um Grisby under pressure in it for the most part and they had to work the whole game and, and it didn't really give them a chance to come out and kind of put us under pressure so um it's something we we, we need to replicate really let's look at the third goal because i think actually as good as the first free kick was this one's my favorite goal of the lot actually because it just the ball i think the ball even from beeston at the start is quite a nice one to to loft and then you know as we've already mentioned you know a great game he holds it up nicely he sort of waits a little bit Great ball through, actually. Issa's on the run. Yeah, I know I've seen questions of offside and things. I don't necessarily think it was. My instinct when I first saw it was that it wasn't offside. But, you know, like I say, Lofty holds it up. He puts it through exactly what it needs to be. Issa, great run, and then just puts it past McEwen, doesn't he? And, it, and I think it's that for me, that's that's the best one because I think it's a bit, more of a, a bit more of a team goal and that's sort of the thing we've been wanting to see this season. Yeah, you know what? It's quite simple as well, isn't it? I think we've been kind of crying out for that. Um just kind of, yeah, using the pace of, of one of our players, playing to the strengths. I think it was a great kind of weighted ball from Loft. I think he, he's obviously done well to get it under control and um, kind of just release it at the right time. Because I think any later than Issa would, would definitely be offside. I think it was just, um, you know, yes, the question marks whether he was. I think maybe you know, toenail, if, if, if anything. <laughs> uh, you know, I think... Um, 
yeah, it was it was just a really nice goal. And I agree with you, I think, as, as much as the first one was a fantastic finish and an excellent technique, I think it was just pleasing to actually see us, um, you know, create something like that from open play. And again, a couple of passes and, and it's in the back of the net. Just use, um, play to our strengths, use Beast's pace, use Green's pace where, where possible. Um, you know, it's a simple game, really. And I think we've been making it, we've been kind of definitely making it too difficult at times this season and again you know there's probably question marks over Grimsby defence there I don't know what they're doing um, you know they're all over the place but um, we've, we've kind of capitalised on that and um, as you say uh, good ball from Loft good finish from Issa because he still had quite a bit to do you know he, he had to travel um, quite away with that before he before he puts that in but he finished it well and um, you know, it was it kind of just that was that was probably the moment where we can all kind of breathe a sigh of relief because I think that two nil, um, you've seen us make mistakes this season. You've seen us kind of um, letting sloppy goals. And I think if we'd have let in one, it might have been a little bit nervy. But I think once the third one goes in, the kind of pressure's off. It allows Cox to then kind of make his substitutions and, and save players for. Uh, the games that are coming up in the week, so I think it was it was a really important goal, and and he took it well, and yeah, it, it was good. It was, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's all you can say, really. Not, really nice bit of play, and um, yeah, good. <laughs> well, I think the uh, the run from Gilead is worth a mention. Obviously, Matt, you said there. I agree. With you. I think it was a penalty because you know at that point of the game when you're in the box, you're three 0 up. Why why would you be diving at that moment, you know? Uh, but the run, you know, it's nearly half a pitch, isn't it? And he's he's sort of back near the line. He goes around the player, gets it into the box. And I think we was, we mentioned Gilead quite a lot early in the season because he was one of the players that was doing it week in, week out. I think he went a little bit quiet last couple of weeks, but that was, that was more like we saw at the start of the season. And I think Gilead's been, you know, he's been really consistent this season for the most part. And I think it's worth just mentioning him because I think he does it quite often, but not necessarily get as much focus or praise as, as others in the team? I think it's it's a case of the instructions and, and the setup at the start of the game and, and the game plan really because clearly Cox has, has told told the players to get at Grimsby from the off, you know, play attacking football and, and that's where kind of Gilead excels because he's, he's so good at carrying the ball um, you know, really quite quite extensive distances across the pitch and you know talking about that run there where he should have had a penalty is, is, is another example and the ball just seems to, seems to stick to him and, and you know once he carries the ball for that kind of length of time up the pitch it, it then gives other um, you know our other players chance to move forward and, and support him and get players in the box and, and things like that so it's it's it's, I think it's honestly, I think it's the instruction because it's you know we, this is what we want to do today. We want to get the ball forward, and he Gilead is really good at getting the ball forward, and, and he's really good at carrying the ball. So as soon as you say that, you know he's going to have a good game because he's going to do it because that's kind of what what he does. That's what he's best at. Whereas if if we're looking, you know, playing for a draw, and he, he's told to you know not maybe not go that far forward, maybe to, kind of to stay within our own half and stuff like that, which I'm sure has, has been the instructions at some point in the season that he, he's not going to carry the ball, so he's not as effective because that's not the game that he's kind of he's he's strength in the game, is it really? So as, as soon as you kind of get them instructions, you know, you're going to play to the strength that your players, you know, like Isa, like Gilead, and and obviously Green as well, who I thought had a good game, and he was never shy to try and kind of take on the fullback and he was very very positive all match and I thought he was he had a good game but unfortunately he's, he's kind of delivery in the final third was a bit lacking but his intent and the fact that he carried the ball forward really helped the team as well so I thought he had a good game as well but yeah absolutely I think with Gilead as well you mentioned he obviously does carry the ball quite long distances at times but I don't know I think I think um it's, it's maybe just his style but for me I mean that that in the second half there when when he could have had the penalty in could have had the penalty. He kind of, I don't know, he kind of lures the defender in a little bit because you're thinking, you know, he's heading away from goal. And then all of a sudden he kind of just, it's a bit of bit of pace there, you know, not not electric pace like we see with Green, but just enough to kind of get past the defender, burst into the box. And, and he does that quite often. If you do watch him kind of, you know, week in, week out, and, and you kind of focus on him, he, he does do that. Sometimes you're thinking, where the hell is he going? And then all of a sudden, you know, he, he's through or he's, he's kind, of, he kind of just kind of forced his way through somehow. And it was another good performance. I think he's he, he's definitely one of our most consistent players. I think, um, you know, you're always going to get a, a good performance or, or a decent performance. He's always going to put a shift in. Uh, and I think yesterday, again, um, was just typical Gilead, really. And, and that run was typical of him. And we've seen him do it so many times. 
Um, the only thing you can really question him on um, is, is kind of like that final ball into the box at times. But I think his willingness to get in those areas and, and get in, get the ball up the pitch and, and carry the ball. Uh, and his quality as well, as Matt says, I think I think it is difficult to get the ball off him. And even though, you know, he, he maybe slows down and, and kind of seems to go into a bit of a dead end, he always seems to come out with the ball. And I think that's, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a good skill to have. And I think... Um, with the penalty, you know, I think it, for me it's it's clear clear as day. Really, I think um, the guy kind of does pull away and, and kind of pull out of it. And I think maybe the ref decided because he's pulled away, um, you know, he's not going to give it. But having said that, you know, I think there's still contact there. And I think why would you go down at three nil with I think there was about eight minutes left. Um, yeah, I don't think you're going to throw yourself down to the floor and, and dive. And I, I just think, regardless whether he gave the penalty or not, if he didn't give the penalty, I think the reg, uh, the yellow card, sorry, was was really harsh. Um, because if you're going into a player at that speed, I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna go down. I don't think it was a dive. I don't think Gilliard's uh, that kind of player. Um, but yeah, it was another good performance. He was unlucky with that one. I think I think he should have got it. Um, and yeah, I would agree with Brad. Uh, you know, he, he has been quiet maybe the last couple of weeks. Uh, but I think that role yesterday suited him a little bit more, got him more involved, and, and hopefully, you know, again, he's one of those players who, who you can kind of depend on, and, and hopefully, we kind of play him in a, a bit more, give him a bit more license to get forward, I suppose, in, in the next few weeks, because you know he's definitely got that in his locker, and um, yeah, another good, another good display. Well, let's move ahead then, and obviously, as we've mentioned, I think the key thing now is just maintaining the effort maintaining the levels and see if we can carry this performance into the next one because obviously Port Vale on Tuesday and then Colchester isn't it on Friday so it's you know even quicker succession than normal um we've got a few questions in so maybe let's turn to those because obviously I think we've covered the week ahead um interesting ones there's a couple about the defense and you know as we mentioned earlier on the Tafty looks great looks solid um so Ryan Middleton, he sent a couple of questions in. We'll break it down a little bit. Um, let's start with this one. Uh, would you stick with Manny and Taft, even if Maguire's fit? It's interesting. I think, um, you know, they're, they're sort of forming, uh, they look to be forming a decent partnership. Um, I still like Maguire, you know, I think he's he's uh, solid at this level. But I think the problem with him at the moment, you know, we, we keep rushing him back from injury. He obviously rushed back last week. Um, and now we don't know how long he's going to be out for again. So I think for the foreseeable future, it's going to be on a and Taft, and I'm, I'm quite comfortable with that, really. I think Taft slotted in really well, um, looks quite calm, doesn't need decent on the ball, and I think Manny, you know, no-nonsense defender, really. Um, I think he made a couple of great challenges. There was one in the first half where I was a bit worried he was going to give away a penalty uh, when, he went, when he went diving in, but it was, you know, you look back and you think oh, that's a fantastic challenge, and, um, you know, I think... Listening to him pre-match as well, I think he, he's definitely, um, you know, he says all the right things for me. I think he's, he's really committed and he really wants to improve and, and help the team. And I think, um, you know, he's got a really good attitude. I think when he's kind of uh, played this season, I know he's had a few little injury niggles himself, but I think he's, he's applied himself um, well. I think there was only the one game, was it the Barrow game? I'm sure it was the Barrow game when he, he wasn't fit, he didn't look fit. Uh, maybe it was Barrow. I can't remember, but yeah, there was, there was one where he clearly wasn't fit. He shouldn't have played really, but because we were we were kind of short on numbers, he did. And I think maybe you know that that game he he, he did look a bit off it. But again, you know, um, there's, there's reasons for that. And I think when he has been fit, when he's come back in, uh, he's defended really well. And um, yeah, it's a tough one. It, it depends how long the guy is out for. Um, whether we can kind of look at the the game at Barrow last week and. Obviously, Maguire getting the nod ahead of him. Whether Maguire's Cox is number one in that role, I don't know. Um, I suppose you can kind of read into that and, and make make your own decisions. But um, yeah, I, I'm comfortable with those two. I think um, the the form the decent partnership. And when Maguire's fit, I think those three, you know, good options, aren't they? I think they're yeah. three solid defenders, and um, you know, we're in a lot better position when when those three are fit. And we've got those three to pick from, so. Um, yeah, for me, um, you know, at the moment, you, you've got to stick with it because there's there's no one else and Maguire's still injured. And I think the worst thing we could do is, is rush Maguire back and he breaks down again um, from kind of this injury. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. We've kind of, this season, we've been in a weird situation where we've been kind of perpetually trying to get Maguire back into the team. We, we've always done it too quickly and he's he's been injured again. But obviously now you've got Honorisa and Taft who are, you know, more, more than capable 
together. And there's no real rush to get my guy back in. So, you know, maybe it's now time to just kind of wait a little bit longer for him to get back to fitness. You know, if we rush him back, he'll get injured again. That seems to be what keeps happening, you know, pretty you know, two or three times a season, but um, we don't really do that. To do that now, we we probably did before because Cordner was well garbage, wasn't he? Really, but Taft isn't, so there's no real kind of there shouldn't be any real kind of urgency to get him back. Obviously, you know, we'd like to have him back, but it seems that you know Onorise and Taft are more than capable. Whereas you know Cordner and Onorise, it didn't really work, did it? So it, it it should give us a little bit of breathing space. Another part of this question, again, sticking with the defence, this is quite interesting because I think all three of us really like both of these players. And it's if both of them are fit, should O'Malley be the first choice left back over Brown? I think so, yeah. I, th- I think he's, he's a better, he's better, even though he's, he's younger, he's a better defender. He's, 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 he's better going forward. He's got a better left foot um, and he's, he's our player. And he, not that that really matters, but as I would, you know, assuming he's fit, he's still a young lad, isn't he? But I, I would pick, always pick O'Malley over Brown, I just think he's he's a better all-round defender. He can go forward. Um, I know Brown can as well. Um, Brown is a good player, you know, it's a good sign. He, his fitness isn't that great. He's always had the odd injury, but I think that personally, I, I just prefer O'Malley. I think he's got a better left foot and he, he's he's good to watch as well um, because, you know, when he's in the right position, he's going to put a good ball in the box and he's, he's, he's got such a good left foot and he's got such good, good technique that he's, he's, he's nice to watch. Um, he's, he's like a cultured left back, isn't he? And which is quite nice to see at his age. So I think that, you know, we should play him above Brown if, if we can. That's my opinion. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Just, I mean, I think it's defensively, I think there's, there's very little between them. I think Brown, um, for me, Brown probably just edges it in terms of sort of positional sense um, because, you know, he's a bit more experienced. He's been in the game a lot longer. Uh, but I think going forward, O'Malley of the two is is a lot stronger. I think his delivery, we've seen his delivery this season. Um, you know, we've scored goals on the back of his delivery and, and it's won us points at times. So, um, you know, I think they're both good defenders at this level. I think O'Malley's going to improve further. I think obviously Brown, you mentioned it there, Matt had a few injury problems. I think he's, he's you know, he's still got a few years left in him, but I think... With O'Malley, you know that that's kind of the future, and, and I think that's kind of one of the players and one of the youngsters that have actually been inside the season, and, and we're not worried about them. Whereas other players, we, we've kind of tried to get in maybe a little bit too early, and maybe they're not quite ready. I think I think that's probably the biggest compliment you can give O'Malley, really, that he doesn't look out of place and he's kind of um, fitted in really well. And yeah, for me, um, O'Malley at the moment, um, but I think. You know, if, if Brown had to come back in, you can be confident he's going to put in a decent performance and, and put a shift in. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. There's nothing really to add about that, even though I do genuinely really like Brown, but I, I completely agree with what you're saying about O'Malley. Uh, just one or two more and then we'll wrap up. Uh, this is quite interesting. Um, realistic chances of keeping the better players that are out of contract. So players like Kevin, I think Issa will be one of those as well. Um, obviously now, if the, you know, as they're, picking up form a little bit maybe now obviously Issa yesterday had a great game didn't he if he maintains that form it, it might be a little bit of a different matter to what it was a couple of weeks ago um it's difficult to say I don't really know I honestly don't think either of them will stay personally I think they'll both go in the summer um which is is obviously unfortunate we'd, we'd like them both to stay but I think it's more likely that Kev will stay um personally but I think yeah. that Issa will will I'm pretty sure he's going to leave. Um, but, I mean, you know, if, if he if he puts in the similar performances to that to the end of the season and, and, and you know, basically helps us stay up, then fair enough, off you go. Obviously, we don't want to lose him, but I, I can't see him staying personally. But that's just my opinion. And Kev, I'm not really sure. I think it could go either way, to be honest. I'm, I'm sure he's kind of that age where he's got, like, one move upwards left in him if you like if, if a team from kind of the top end of league one are, are, are going to risk it on him obviously his, his fitness hasn't been great this season um, he's, I think he's just been really unlucky with injuries and obviously he's had questions around his attitude before um, I don't think that's been a problem this season I think that that's been sorted out to be quite honest um, but I think that you know it, it, it's kind of for a, a kind of top half playoff kind of pushing League One team to, to look at him and taking on maybe a two-year deal. And I think that that's probably going to be the last big move for him because um, he, he's what he's, he's 28, 29 now. Um, and, you know, I'm sure he can do it for, 
for a few years to come without a doubt but it's it's, it's that kind of coming to that point in his career where he's kind of got to think you know do I want to stay here again for another couple of years um, or do I want to maybe move upwards and, and just just give it a kind of at a higher level if you like a, a last shot but you know there's a chance that obviously you know he, he could stay with us and, and we could go up in the next couple of seasons I, I highly doubt that <laughs> <laughs> but you know so it's a difficult difficult one to call really um, but obviously you know if, we said I'd, I'd rather he did stay, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because uh, obviously in in our interview with the chairman, he did say that a couple we had a, options on maybe a couple of players. Um, so it'd be interesting to to know who they are. Um, obviously, um, you know, you'd hope it's it's on some of our better players because you know even if um, they are to move on, if, if we activate the option, we might get a bit of money for them. Whereas, you know, some of them, obviously Kev, for example, can, can go for nothing. I think obviously McAtee, and I'm not sure about East, I'm not sure how old Easter is, but McAtee, I think we'd definitely get some money for uh, under, under the Bosman ruling. So, um, you know, there's things to kind of, um, there's all sorts that's going to happen sort of um, heading into the summer. I think obviously it's quite clear already that their agents have been kind of, um, busy um maybe kind of in the rear telling them they can get money elsewhere obviously we look at uh, Hakib when uh, when he left I think obviously his agent was kind of badgering him for for a long time telling him he could double his money elsewhere or, or maybe even triple it and, and obviously that's what happened I think um because we work into a salary cap because we're not going to be able to we might be able to offer them what they're on at the moment but you know it's it's very difficult um very difficult for the club and i think if league one teams come in um championship not that i don't think any of them are really ready for the championship but i think as you say matt if a top end league one club comes in with a bit more money to spend who can boost the wages then you know i think i think it's going to be very difficult to hang on to them but i think um, yeah, it's all, it all depends really. It all depends on whether we've got options, um, you know, whether anyone actually wants them and, and whether anyone comes in for them uh, and takes takes a pump because, you know, if it goes to a tribunal, we've seen in the past, um, you know, you can end up paying more than you wanted to for a player. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I think it's the, the chances of keeping quite a lot of, the key men are fairly slim, to be honest. I think it's going to be a big rebuild in the summer. I think we knew that anyway. Um, but I think it's going to have to be because I think, yeah, the chances are clubs in a higher level may take a punt on a couple of them. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be difficult to kind of stand in the way, unfortunately. Let's just do one more before we end. And I think this partly goes back to what you were saying at the start, Matt, about, you know, we've had this squad essentially this team for a lot of the season we've not necessarily seen the performances have we um but this one's looking ahead slightly hypothetically as well from lee martin how good could this team potentially be with Panveen and Karajan in the same side two very quality footballers at this level and they are aren't they i mean it's you know with them and the team around them that we've got at the minute if we play like we did yesterday then you know this, as we've been saying for a lot of the season on paper, this is the makings of a very good League Two team. And I think those two players, what we're seeing from Karajan certainly already, it is quite exciting if they're all fit and firing at the, their own levels. Yeah, you know, I agree. We've, we've got a, a good baseline for a team next season. It depends who, who stays and who goes. But I think that it's, it's a bit of a weird one with Karajan because he, he was... Um, uh, it was on, you know, he's been training training with us what since since preseason, and he's only just got a contract. So, why do we wait so long? Despite the fact that you know clearly, he, you know, he's he's been really really good since he's come in, um, and he kind of complements the rest of the quality midfield. But you know, as you said, you know, we do have the makings of, of a good squad. I don't really sure if, as I said, if, if I'm being on stay or not. But assuming, you know, we're happy to kind of take care of kind of next season I don't see why we wouldn't you kind of look at the team you, you sort of in, in defence if, if you keep kept Howard you've got a solid goalkeeper if you've got Honorise you, you've got a quality centre-back you know and it, you know if, if we decide to you know have another play kind of if, if McGuire was, was was fit more consistently then you've kind of got the makings of it there you know Clarks seems to have been alright this season in terms of injuries so there's maybe another gear in it for him there which would be absolutely fine obviously with Keeper Mali you've got a decent kind of base to build from there and then you've got Beast and Spence as I just said Karakan you know I'd like to think Gilead has stay I'm not completely sure but again there's the makings of a good midfield um, you know Lofts I think we signed him on a two year deal didn't we so he'll be here next season anyway so you know 
the kind of the, the framework for a good team next season is definitely there, and we've got a few things that we haven't had in the past few seasons that we, that, you know, we really lack, like kind of a, a bit more bite in midfield, which we've we've got now, an, an experienced goalkeeper who's who's not making a mistake every game, which we've got now, um, you know, and hopefully a consistent defence, which we we could have. Um, so I think that the, there's potential there if, if we can keep the right players. And at the same time, I think we probably need a rebuild as well. There's quite a few players that we honestly can, can ship out immediately um, that we would not really you know, you know, kind of be any, any, you know, detrimental to the squad, you know, players like, you know, we've brought in like Mooney, who's, who's, who's not done anything. Jarvis, who's not great, is he? And I think you've got other players with question marks over him, like um, Hallam, who's, <clears throat> who's really never fit. So um, it's, it's another one we you can probably think that they'd like to get rid of. And, and there's like Dales has been here since forever now and has never done anything. You know, there's, there's quite a lot that we can clear out. So, you know, the, the basis is there. And if, if we do it right, um, assuming we survive this season, if we do it right and, and we get a bit of luck and we get a bit of commitment for the players, you know, and one or two of the better players do stay, um, then you'd like to think that um, with our new superstar head of recruitment that, um, you know, we, we might have a good season next year. And, and obviously, Cox has now then been here, you know, a lot longer, hasn't he? He's got to know the players a lot more. It's that consistency that helps because we've not sacked a manager after six months. He'll have been here, you know, what feels like an age compared to a lot of other managers as well. So there's that, um, you know, this kind of stability and consistency behind the scenes, which we haven't had for, what, three or four years. So all these things can contribute, but you don't really know. You're completely speculating. And I think it'll be interesting to see what happens in the summer. You know, there's, there's loads of stuff like, will the club be able to afford to bring anybody in? What will the weight, you know, what will we be able to afford to play in paying wages? You know, who have we lost? Will we have got any money from? There's loads of different variables. But I think, that, you know, on the face of it, there's, there's, there's certainly a good framework for a solid team next year i think just uh just on that as well if we just go back to the two players like karajan and and kev because you, you know it, regardless of who stays and who goes next season i think it, it's quite likely that we'll probably get both of them in the team at some point this season won't we i mean kev can't be that far off really and obviously karajan's just gonna he's gonna get fitter and fitter isn't he if we get the more game time he gets um we've you know we saw in the grimsby game didn't we and i think matt you mentioned it you know he, he, he does that. He does the simple stuff just well, doesn't he, Carriage? And he, you know he can play the ball. He can hold it well. And you know, as we know, Kev's Kev's a player that you know he likes a run. He can make a run. Do you think those two could? You know, do you think they could be quite good together? Do you think they're going to link up nicely? Or, you know, how do you think they're going to complement each other for this team? You know, providing that they get in together later on. Yeah, I think they will. I think as, as well with Easton, I think we saw him get involved a little bit more in more of an attacking sense yesterday as well. And I think those three, you know, sorry, those two. Um, you know, if they're if they're putting that much effort in, you know, the intensities there in, in the midfield, and you've kind of got the the nous, if you like, of, of Karajan. You know, he does play the simple pass, but he also knows when to win a free kick. He, he also knows how to kind of not con the ref, but just you know, win those free kicks in when we may might be under a little bit of pressure. I think um, you know that's what he gives you. But I don't know. It, it's it's difficult because I think with with Karajan, obviously in the past he's been a bit more of a sort of a box-to-box midfielder. Um, you know, at Reading, I always remember him as, as someone who um, was kind of arriving late and, and maybe scoring a few goals. And at the moment, I, obviously, we saw him have a couple of shots at, at Barrow and, you know, they, they, were, they were both good efforts, to be honest. But um, we've not really seen him utilised in that role at the minute. I think we're, we're kind of um, just letting him protect that back four, um, not kind of go too far, really, just, just kind of... Um, clean up in the midfield and any loose balls he, he's kind of on the on the end of um, so it'll be interesting to see whether you know we do utilise him in a bit more of an attacking sense because obviously he's done that in the past I think he's um, you know he's always been known for maybe chipping in with a couple of goals and, and kind of um, yeah as I say box to box and, and really energetic midfielder but I think uh, at the moment we've, we've kind of utilised him in a in an area which kind of helps the team it obviously takes a lot of pressure off Beeston and obviously the, the two centre-backs as well and I think he's, he's doing that role really well at the moment so um, whether that changes you know remains to be seen I think he has got the quality whether um, you know he's going to be putting the ball on a, on a plate for Kev who knows but I think the team's definitely improved with him in it. And um, the only real question mark was his fitness, wasn't it? I think that's, Matt alluded to the, you know, the, the fact he's been training for a long time and, and maybe we couldn't, we didn't get the deal done sooner. Um, but, you know, he's been out of the game for quite a while. Um, if we can get him firing and, and getting fit and, and kind of 
um, playing until the end of the season, then, you know, if we can get all the players back, if we can get Kev back, we can get Alamola back, we can get, you know, Magai back, then it, it looks a good squad on paper, doesn't it? I think, um, you know, the, the sooner we can get all those players back, I think we'll be okay. But, um, yeah, it's just going to be nice to get some of our best players on the pitch at the same time because we've not been able to this season. And I think that's that's part of the problem. Um, you know, I think if, if we'd have had Kev, if we'd have had Magai um, for, a, for a more for more of a season, I think we, we probably have, you know, maybe maybe six, ten points more than we have at the moment. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see how it, how it kind of develops. But I think the way we're playing him at the moment, he's not getting too involved in, in kind of the creative side and, and um, linking up with the strikers. But I think what he's doing, he's doing very well. Right, I think we'll leave it there. So obviously, great win against Grimsby. As we say, it'd be great to see this carrying on, the attitude, the levels, everything like that, into next week. We'll be back probably next weekend. We'll do both the matches in one episode to Port Vale and Colchester. Uh, thank you for listening to this. I think there's also the pre-match uh, match day live that we did with Simon Elliott, the former director. Uh, that's going to go up as well, if you haven't heard that, because that's quite interesting. It just gives an insight into how the club used to be run and you know how it's a little bit different to what it is now. Uh, yeah, it was great to speak to Simon again. So thank you for listening to this one. We'll be back next week. At Tiger Self Storage, we offer both commercial and domestic storage to allow us to cater to all your storage requirements. We care about our clients, and that is why we offer up to six weeks free storage for all new clients. Our facility has state-of-the-art security with 24-hour CCTV, an alarmed and gated property, and personal access codes for maximum security. We also sell high-quality storage merchandise at low prices. If you're looking for storage for moving home, general decluttering, or maybe even storage for your business, Tiger Self Storage has a unit for you. For a free quote, visit our website, tiger-storage.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 